Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a new tilted toilet promises to get employees back to work more quickly. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Not me, baby. I'm a diaper man. Okay, lost students. What is it? What like is the tilted toilet? Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's what is the purpose? I, of course, of hold a patent. What is it? I guess you're so uncomfortable, you can't sit and like read the New York Times. Right. You you got to go because you're tilted. I don't right? like that idea. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't like that idea. Huh? So you gonna get rich off this? You oh, I'm sure. Tilted. So in all commercial places, all places of work, you know what? They'd be tilted. All toilet seats, in fact, should be heated though. They should be heated. You should have some comfort. Welcoming? <laughs> yes. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Odell says he's staying in Cleveland. Zion is back at practice. And Charles Barkley joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Stephen Jones, son of Jerry Jones, and a member of the NFL Competition Committee, telling the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, quote, there's a good chance, unquote, that replay of pass interference calls goes away. Jones said, quote, I think people have been bit both ways. I think half the coaches want to move on from it, and half the coaches want more of it. We'll see what happens, but I don't think that's good for our game, unquote. Wilbon, would you be in favor of replay on pass interference going away? I don't care. I, I, I'm okay with it, but I'm only okay with it because the NFL replay system and the people who enforce these things seem like arrogant dopes. They're angry that this has even been introduced and they don't want to review, further review, pass interference. So if you take a sledgehammer and hit a receiver before the ball arrives, you'll still have somebody in a replay booth saying, no, we, it, it wasn't egregious. We're not calling it. Call the damn thing. Have, have the interest in it to get it right. That's part of what's wrong with all the NFL officiating. The utter arrogance to not give a damn to get it right. So this comes up, of course, because I believe, and I think you believe, the wrong team made the Super Bowl last year from the it NFC. Did. Because there was a no-call, and New Orleans got penalized by a no-call. My, my position is that technology is really important, and people show you these replays all the time. The partners of the NFL are television networks. Are you going to say to them, don't show us any no, more replays? No. That. So if you're going to have the replays, you have to have it right. Mike, I think, I think there should be replays rather limited, last two minutes of the first half and last four minutes of the game, because that's the witching hour, the last four minutes of a game. Yeah, I think you have enough. to get it right. If it takes too much okay. time, you have to get it right. You have to get it right, Tony, but they don't seem to have the interest in getting it right. How do you have some of these pass interference calls not overturned? Because they don't give a damn. The people are angry and they are rebelling against the, app, the the rule, the adoption of the rule. And that's what Jones is referring to. Half these people are saying, no, 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 I'm just no. Gonna tell you Half this. are saying, let's get it right. If I'm Sean Payton, I don't want Stephen Jones saying to me, eh, you win some, you lose some. What's going to happen? He lost, What's going to happen? I, I think it'll stay. I think they're going to get rid of it. We'll see. Seems we have pushback coming from Cleveland. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry say don't sully their names by saying they want to leave Cleveland to join the Cardinals or anybody else. Both players said publicly today that they are all in with the Browns for now and the future. Landry even said, referring to an NFL.com report, quote, don't try to slander my name, close quote. Tony, what, if anything, do you make of this? Well, I think both these players found themselves ankle deep in hot soup and they were getting burned. 
I think it's a public relations move on their part really? to say that we are not malcontents. We are good teammates because they don't want to carry any of that baggage. Odell Beckham has baggage already. But what I find most interesting about this is that if it is true, it is them saying between the lines, we're good with Baker Mayfield. No, we'll stay with Baker Mayfield. We're good sort with Sort of by association. If you're going to say we're ready to be here for now in the future, it means you've got to link arms with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. But that may be just sort of a default position. Tony, I, I think that all of us, and we did this yesterday, all of us in the media, social media, mass media, we, we overreact so dramatically to every NFL story that I don't even know. Like, I actually believe that they probably didn't say this stuff. They said they didn't say it. And you know what? How do we know when you're across? Come get me may mean you, you, you bad? Then come get me. Beckham like, wasn't in yesterday's story. It was Landry in yesterday's story. Landry. But yeah. fine. So, I mean, what does come get me mean? We jump to these conclusions. The NFL, the overreaction to every NFL story is so severe, I, I tend to side with them and say, you know what? This was probably a completely overblown thing. I think the problem, the basic problem at the Browns is coach. I think they haven't gotten it right in a long time. I'm going to go through a list with you. Since Jimmy Haslam bought the team in 2012, then he fired Pat Shermer. Then he had a guy named Rob Chudzinski. Remember him? Yeah. Because he fired him. Then he had Mike Pettin for two years, and then he got fired. And then Hugh Jackson two years, and he got fired. Greg Williams should have gotten the job. He didn't get the job. The and now this thing. guy, Freddie Kitchens, looks like he's going to get fired. We're not arguing get the, right the coach. incompetence of the Cleveland Browns. Get That's right not coach. what this story is about. This story is about whether or not those guys said that. And I, I'm tending to side with them that they didn't. The New Orleans Pelicans lost their 13th game in a row last night. Before that game, general manager David Griffin said that prized rookie Zion Williamson, who has not played a minute yet, was cleared for full weight-bearing exercise, but a return date is as yet unknown. Williamson has now been out eight weeks, a number that was said to be the high end of how long he would be out. Wilbon, does the Zion update make you feel more or less confident about him? I don't have any feelings about sort of where his career is going to go based on whether he's out eight weeks or nine weeks or 13 weeks. I don't have any feelings about that. I do have feelings, as you know, about kids coming out of college and whenever they come out. And what this says to me underlines the point that I make for years. I know it's not pro football where physically they are rarely ready to come out after one year. Very, yeah. Like Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, end of list, that's right? It, I mean, that's it, it. okay. That's it. In basketball, they're not ready either. So many of these guys aren't ready. Joel Embiid. And we can go back and point out all the, the, the kids who weren't ready to play, physically ready to play pro basketball. And Zion, despite looking like a behemoth, he mm. doesn't appear to be ready either. So I, I trust that Griff and, and his staff know exactly what they're doing in terms of when he should play. Um, I will offer just as a small rebuttal LeBron James, who was ready he, even before he yes, went right. in. Kobe Bryant ready You want to you sort of stack the rest of the field no, no, against those two? No, I'm uh, Luka Doncic ready, ready at well, a young age. A okay. grown man. I'll answer the question directly. It makes me less confident, and this may be unfair, but my opinion is informed by watching Tua, who breaks the same bone in each ankle in two years or whatever happens to each ankle, and then he breaks his hip and you say, wow, is he fragile? Zion Williamson plays with such frightening power that I wonder if his body can support the way he plays. I agree with you in this regard. You're going from 35 games in college to 82 games, and you're going from boys to men. men. Boys Boys to to men, men, right? So I expect them to get hurt. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten in yet, and I worry. I worry. Maybe he has to modify the way he plays. You mentioned that. Let me ask you something. 
What what 280 pound guy? We've never seen has it. played like that. We've out never that seen far it. from We've the never basket seen with it. that kind of. That's that's what I'm suggesting. Cutting to you. and twisting and, and it turning. Is, it may be unsupportable physically. Yeah, maybe. Hope 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 that's not the case. Right. We want to see him. It's usually the position of this show, meaning us, to intentionally never mention the existence of signing day, which plays to the most obnoxious viewership in the history of sports in America. College football fans. I'm one of them. But today we're going to look at signing day in a broad context. This is brutal. These photos are brutal. They are. Dan Wetzel writes for Yahoo that two thirds of the five star recruits who announced today are going to attend LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia and Bama. Tone, that is not akin to parody. No. Is this dynamic good or bad for college football? Well, I think I can explain it. It was, it was said to me that there were 33 five-star players out there. And that's not that many people. In the universe of pro football, there were 1,700 people. So 33 isn't all that much. The players that we're talking about, five-star players, they have to stay in college, unlike going to the three, NBA. Three, three. they got to stay three years. Yeah. And their career plan is the NFL. So they look around and they say, well, where do the most people get drafted from into the NFL in whatever round? And it's going to be Ohio State and Bama and LSU and Clemson and Georgia and places like that. So to me, this is a professional decision that these kids make. It is. I I don't whether it's good or bad. I don't really care. But I do want to mention this. I just looked at the number one overall picks in the NFL draft. You tell me how many came from those schools. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston. Those None. are the last five. Over. Over. Right, right. Over those schools, right? Right, right, right? Going back before that, Clowney, Eric Fisher from Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah, not him. Andrew Luck from Stanford. We got to go back to Matthew yeah. Stafford in 2009. In Georgia. So you know what? Apparently, not every kid goes to those schools, and they're not the if only you, important programs in no, America. No, 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 no. If you want to get rid of dynasties, you beat them. You know who That's used right. to be a dynasty? Florida State. USC. Notre Dame. And they're not not dynasties anymore. That's right. And Clemson came around, and now Clemson beats them. But I totally understand. And I like dynasties. And you used to because you like the Chicago Bulls. I like dynasties. But if you you are going to look at this, these are these kids saying, I want to play in the pros. That's where I want to play. But you know what? Guys who get developed over five years, which matters in that sport, not college basketball, and late bloomers, they They, do okay. Sure. It's not exclusive. No. <clears throat> Excuse me, let's take a break, but coming up, did Joel Embiid appease Charles and Shaq just to get them off his back? We will ask Charles. We'll also ask him whether LeBron can really keep up this incredible pace at the age of 35. Some people go to schools for Part position. Of the interruption is brought to you by Domino's. Order online and track your order. We've got some big NBA games in the next couple of nights, which makes it a perfect time to bring in our great friend from TNT, Obviously, a fellow member of the Ball Brotherhood, Charles Barkley. Let me start with this. The Heat play at the Sixers tonight. You and Shaq got on Joel Embiid, and he responded, and he said you were correct to call him out. Honestly, do you think he was really inspired, or did he just say that to get you off his back? (laughs) Well, I I hope he's inspired. I think he's a very good player, got a chance of being a great, great player. You know, Tony, sometimes people try to make basketball out like it's brain surgery. The one thing you have to know as a basketball team, your best players, and I know this sounds stupid, your best players have to be your best players. They can't be inconsistent. Your role, your role players can be inconsistent. That's why they're role players. But on all good teams, 
and great teams, your best players always have to be the best players every night. Well, let's talk about a best player on a new team. Jimmy Butler, of course, left the Sixers to go to Miami. And Miami, to me, has been the surprise of the league so far. Charles, which of those two teams in the East do you like better right now, Miami or Philly? Well, for the playoffs, Philadelphia is better built for the playoffs. But let's, let's be honest. Milwaukee has separated their self in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia, the Celtics, the, uh, the Heat, they're going to have to raise their level. Giannis is the MVP so far. He's been fabulous. But Milwaukee has separated their self in the Eastern Conference. Well, let's go to something coming off Milwaukee. Because back in the summer, I- I'm pretty sure you and I thought that Malcolm Brogdon – Losing him was a huge deal to the Bucks, but it hadn't played out that way so far. Why not? Well, because Giannis has, he's improved. He's making threes. He's probably more aggressive. I think he was frustrated to them losing the playoffs. He's raised the level of his game. If you look at his numbers when he was the MVP last year, he's better in every category. Uh, so I think that's been a big difference. Brockham is a very good player. But the Bucks, they live and die with Giannis. Even the other night when he had 48, that wasn't enough. Somebody on that team is going to have to step up, and it's going to probably have to be Chris Middleton. He's the guy who's got to step up. So I'm going to follow that because Mike and I talk about this all the time. Mike loves Brogdon, and Mike thinks the Bucks will miss Brogdon, particularly in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. And that, that's when he says that will show itself the most. Do you agree with that? Well, I, 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 I wouldn't say he's that great of a player because they lost with him last year. Uh, <laughs> I, think th- I think the Milwaukee Bucks probably, if they're going to beat the Lakers or the Clippers, they probably going to need to make a trade. I, like I say, they're the best team in the Eastern Conference, but to beat the Lakers and the Clippers, they're probably going to have to make another trade. All right, so let me get to that. Let me get to the Lakers and the Bucks. Because they're playing each other on TNT tomorrow night. LeBron James is 35 years old. He says load management, he's not going to do that. He's going to go out there and play every day that he feels good. Every, you know, because he wants people, much like Michael Jordan, wants people to see him if they buy a ticket. Can he keep that up? And, and he's not just 35 because he came into the league when he was 12. I mean, he's been playing for 100 years. Well, LeBron is amazing. I loved his stance on load management because I hate load management. Uh, this is, t- tomorrow night is not a great matchup for him against Giannis. But I've said this. If you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers, the key to the championship is going to be Anthony Davis. They, those guys with Kawhi and Paul George and Giannis, they can match up with LeBron. But neither one of those teams has anybody that can match up with Anthony Davis. I've said this before. The Lakers, as great as LeBron is, the key is going to be Anthony Davis. Because, like I say, those other teams can't match up with Anthony. They can match up with LeBron, but Anthony Davis is going to be the key to the Lakers whether they win a championship or not. Chuck, still, though, I'm I'm going to belabor this point for a second because, let's face it, we're going to be talking about this all spring. LeBron is so good right now setting up Anthony Davis and just sort of pushing him and nudging him and, and, and facilitating everything he wants to do. Aren't the Lakers still going to be dependent dependent on LeBron come springtime? 
Yeah, but see, there's some bad matchups for LeBron. You know, the Clippers got those two guys, Paul George and Kawhi. So LeBron's going to have to guard those guys, and those are probably the two best perimeter defenders in the world. So at his age, by the time he gets to play the Clippers, I don't know how much he's going to have left in the tank. As great as he is, Kawhi's a handful, Paul George is a handful, and he's got to guard them. he got to chase those guys on the other end. That's why I say nobody has a matchup for Anthony Davis. To me, he's going to be the guy because LeBron's going to have his hands full with Kawhi, and then when he get tired of Kawhi, they're going to throw Paul George <laughs> on him. And, hey, that's a full-time meal right there, them two boys. <laughs> we can't wait to see this series. I gotta, I'd be remiss if I don't ask you about this, Charles. Where you and I spent a lot of time in Arizona, there's some news. DeAndre Ayton back in that lineup for the Suns. You and I both said last year we would take DeAndre Ayton first in the draft. But is it time for us to eat a little bit of crow because Doncic is playing so well? Well, let me just think of the, I'm thinking of a word, Mike. We were just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just flat out wrong. Listen, Doncic has been a, a, a unbelievable revelation and a surprise. Last year, winning Rookie of the Year. And this year, he came back even better. And the thing I love about his game the most, you know, a lot of guys go out there and just jack it up all night, get a lot of points. But this guy is getting a triple-double, uh, getting a lot of rebounds. That's what make him a complete player. Uh, but the words you're thinking of with <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Thank you, Chuck. Pleasure to have Appreciate you. Appreciate you, you, man. All right, guys, thank y'all. Happy holidays. You can catch Charles tomorrow night at 8 Eastern on TNT for Lakers Bucks and Rockets Clippers. Let's take one last break. But still to come, Oklahoma suspends three players ahead of their semifinal with LSU. And do we need to start worrying about Tiger's health again? Now, you know, Chuck and I think Tiger right now. I know you guys. He's back. Here's here's what I'm worried about. He can't consistently do this. I don't even want him to consistently do this. I just want him back in April for the Masters. I don't even want to. I don't care. Happy time, people. Happy 22nd birthday, Ronald Acuna Jr. The Braves outfielder won Rookie of the Year in 2018. In 2019, he had 41 home runs, drove in 101, and made the All-Star team. His team won the division. Do what I'm going to ask So you. the case I can make Do for Juan Soto, you. who was also in his second year, uh-huh. and he had 34 home runs and drove in 110, is because I'm a Nats fan, and the Nats won the World Series. But if you flipped a coin and heads was Acuna and tails was Soto, you'd be happy either way. But isn't Acuna just a little bit ahead of Soto? Soto's nice now. I'll take a little it. bit older. Robles not factoring into this Not, not with those two. He's younger. Those, He's got time. No, those two were studs. Okay. Happy anniversary, Stanford football. On this day, 13 years ago, Stanford hired Jim Harbaugh to be the new head coach. Stanford had a losing record in eight of its previous 10 seasons. Since then, 10 of 12 winning seasons under Harbaugh and David Shaw. And today, the Cardinals signed running back E.J. Smith, Man. son of another running back, Man. Emmett Smith. How cool is that that Emmett Smith is going to sit in the stands and wear Stanford colors? That's going to be, I can't wait to see that. A melancholy trails to Hayden Fry. The legendary college football coach died yesterday at 90. Fry coached 37 years at North Texas State, at SMU, mostly at Iowa, where he went to 14 bowl games. Some of the coaches from the Hayden Fry tree include Bob Stoops, Barry Alvarez, Bill Snyder, and Bo Pelini. Fry is a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, and the creator of the television show Coach, who is himself an Iowa alum, said his inspiration for the lead character was Hayden Fry. 
great coach and utterly charismatic. And when you're a big team kid like I am, Hayden Fry, it loomed large. I never understood the white pants in the middle of winter, though. But Hayden Fry could do whatever he wanted to. It's Hayden Fry. You consider him, he's a big Ten guy, even with all these other places. Yeah, because I think Texas that's where twice. he had the most visible success was at Iowa. All right. No errors today. and We go to the big finish. Let's do it. Garrett Cole thanked Marvin Miller and Kurt Flood in his introductory press conference with the Yankees. Your thoughts? You watched it. I was down on him after the World Series. And now, to me, his speech, his introductory comments were brilliant. He is charismatic. He won me over. Like, I thought, you know, he shaved the beard, right? Shaved the beard. He has to shave it all. He yeah. can't have any. You and I would be clean shaved. Yeah. He played for the Yankees. They don't want us Oklahoma suspended three football players, including your top fast rusher for the semi against LSU. That's a big deal, isn't it? That's a really big deal. Look, I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what this is about. Big deal. But you suspend people like that in a playoff game. LSU lost a running back. I I understand. With a hammy. I understand. The Knicks hired David Black as a basketball operations consultant. Do you see that as an impact hire? You can never have too many smart guys, but that's a lot of Princeton hanging around the Knicks, right, Princeton, you know, guys who David Black. know what to do. Wow. Fred Couples says Tiger set out the Saturday matches of the President's Cup because he didn't feel right physically. That's a warning sign. I don't know. I don't know that it is. He was playing three, you know, a lot of pressure captain and playing, and he was great. He was 3-0 and in it. I think he's Tiger Woods again. I think you'll see it. Hope you're right. Major. Hope you're right. Last one, North Carolina at number two, Gonzaga tonight. You smell an upset? No. Carolina's been losing, and now they don't have the best player, Cole Anthony. Uh-uh, I'm not smelling it. Out of time, what are you smelling? We'll try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. We're not smelling ourselves. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow on Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Maddie K, shout out.